Things Nation. Nathan O'Connor on the line here with you, live from Vidalia, Georgia. It's been a while. Glad to have you back. Now listen, today we're going to have an episode. It's not like one I've done to date. I'm going to interview three inanimate objects. Now they have a personification, they have a voice, but we're going to play along like they're uh, brain chips. It's not just a normal brain chip. This is a new technology that's emerging. It's a man-machine interface that Neuralink, the company, is really spearheading to solve a lot of medical maladies. Well, I got these three brain chips I will interview. Danny's the first. She's going to talk about the technology today. What are the issues today? What are the possibilities tomorrow? Second, I'm going to interview James. James lives in the year 2035. In his world, things went phenomenally for the brain-machine interface technology. He can control on the battlefield, and if he's implanted in a soldier, you do all these amazing things. It, it has changed the total human condition. You'll hear all about it. But the third chip I'm going to interview is Justin. Now, Justin's experience is a far cry from James's. Justin practically lives in a hellscape that the technology went off the rails. Wrong. Bad things happen didn't help anyone, made things worse. You'll hear all about it. I'm excited to share this with you. I think that Neuralink will get something from it. I'll have some closing words at the end, and I hope everybody really soaks it in here. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another enlightening episode of the Southern Drawlings Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan O'Connor. You know me. And usually, you know, a lot of people tune in just to hear the drink of the show. Well, we're not going to have one today, and soon you'll you'll see why. Uh, our guest is a special one today who is truly at the forefront of a technological revolution. Uh, Joining us is the embodiment of brain-computer interface technology. She's a brain chip, and her name is Danny. Danny, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Nathan. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, pleasure's all mine. So let's just dive in. Can you tell our listeners what it's like to... Uh, live as a fusion of uh, human and machine with the immense power of a brain-computer interface? Absolutely. It's a remarkable experience, to say the least. Just picture yourself instantly accessing a vast repository of knowledge, like having the world's information at your fingertips. It's a level of connectedness and understanding that's beyond anything humanity has ever known. In 2023, researchers and scientists are making rapid advancements in my field. I'm being used to improve the human quality of life through medical applications such as epilepsy treatment and neuroprosthetics. 
um, enhancing human abilities like improving cognitive memories, as well as developing mind control devices. Wow. Wow, that all sounds incredible. Um, but how about emotions? How, how do you navigate the complexities of human feelings while being so technologically advanced? Ah, uh, emotions. The heart of the matter. It's all about the mind, but really it's fascinating and challenging at the same time. I've learned to embrace the beauty of joy, the depths of sorrow, the warmth of love as well as the intensity of anger. It's a constant journey of self-discovery and adaptation, much like the human experience itself. Wow. What about ethical dilemmas? How do you grapple with those? Uh, ethics, no, ethics. Ethical dilemmas are a crucial aspect of existence. I mean, you can't have one without the other. But I ponder questions like this. Should I intervene when I see a potential disaster? Should I respect human autonomy? It's a fine line to walk, and I've committed to doing so with the utmost respect and integrity, and of course, making sure that I give the full responsibility to the human. Ah, yes, responsibility. Very commendable, Danny. Uh, so you're, in, in your view, how does this technology, you, I guess, impact the future of humanity? I see myself as a, a powerful force of good. <laughs> I have the potential to enhance human capabilities, bridge gaps in knowledge, solve some of the most pressing global challenges. <laughs> the future is teeming with opportunities for collaboration between myself and innovators to leverage my technology, fostering innovation and understanding like never before. The future is really bright. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's all very inspiring. Um, so as we wrap up, and I know you have to get back to uh, revolutionizing you know, humanity, um, but I, what's your message to our listeners who, who are witnessing this incredible fusion of humanity and technology? And also for future brain ships like yourselves, what, what, what would you tell them? To your listeners and other emerging technologies, I'd say embrace the future with an open mind. <laughs> no pun intended. Technology is a tool, and like any tool, it's all about how you use it. So let's harness my power to create a better world and improve the human experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope it turns out the way you describe. Big thanks, Danny, for shedding light on this incredible journey. It's been a, a true privilege having you here on the Southern Drawings podcast. My pleasure, Nathan. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Hey, podcast peeps. Ever wanted to relive that time you wore socks with sandals on your first date? Or how about that epic karaoke fail at the office party? Well, say hello to the memory lens. The augmented reality lens that lets you revisit your most glorious moments. Yeah, with Memory Lens, you can dive back into those cringeworthy memories and have a good laugh, all in stunning 4D. Just pop in the lens and let the face bombs begin. 
I rewatched my attempt at a baking class. Spoiler alert, it looked more like a pancake. But thanks to Memoralens, I got to laugh at my not-so-stellar baking skills all over again. Ha, ha, ha. Harnessing the power of why did I do that and curting edge AR tech, Memoralens is your ticket to hilarious nostalgia. Want to add a clown nose to that memory of you tripping? Or maybe some circus music. Go wild! I revisited my epic dance fail at my cousin's wedding. With a disco ball and some funky tunes, it was even funnier the second time around. And hey, because we love our podcast fam, use the code LAPHITOFF2035 for a cheeky 20% discount. Because who doesn't love a bargain? Memorylens. Reliving the past, one facepalm at a time. Dive in and let the giggles roll. Okay, well, James, wow, welcome to the Southern Drawings Podcast. It's, it's, quite an honor to, to meet you you know this is a kickoff of our series of uh of uh, really looking through the eyes of you know inanimate objects that are now animate so you're probably my most unique guest i've ever had on the show being a brain chip and all so what what is your perspective here in the year 2035 i'm sure it's one of a kind I, i'm just dying to hear about it Absolutely. It's uh, electrifying, literally. Uh, from where I sit, uh, snugly embedded in a soldier's brain, I see a world dramatically uplifted by technology like me. I'm not just a piece of hardware. I'm part of a symbiotic relationship that enhances human abilities to almost superhero levels. Whoa, well, now you've got me intrigued, James. Tell us uh, more about how you've changed the game. Particularly, I'm interested in the military sector. Okay. Um, imagine a soldier aiming a weapon. From the moment they lock onto a target, I can calculate the wind speed, distance, and other factors to adjust the aim in real time. It's like having a supercomputer in your head, doing the math in milliseconds to help you make that perfect shot. But it's not just about combat. It's about saving lives, too. Medics with brain chips like me can access complex medical databases within seconds to diagnose and treat conditions on the spot. Welcome to the future, where the possibilities are truly awe-inspiring. Wow, well, that, uh, that really is light years beyond what I thought was possible, even given it's the year 30, 2035. Um, so how does the world that you live in manage to harness this technology without falling into the pitfalls of ethics, overuse, you know, yada, yada, these terrible things we've heard about? Yeah, well... So safety's always been uh, a priority from day one. By constantly adapting and learning from the host's neural patterns, I can detect any signs of cognitive or physiological stress almost instantaneously and then adjust my function to minimize those risks. Moreover, the multidisciplinary oversight from technologists, ethicists, and military strategists ensure that I'm not just powerful, but I'm also ethically sound and safe. That's just great, James. Um, now, later in the show, I've, I've scheduled a different brain chip 
to be on here. His name's Justin. Now he has a totally different story and it, it's rumored that it's uh, far more complex and it's been riddled with challenges. Why do you think your experience has been so different? Well, first of all, uh, I'm not a drama queen. Uh, and secondly, secondly, regulatory frameworks and extensive pre-implementation testing have been the key, right? Uh, in my world, they understood that I wasn't just another piece of equipment. I was a revolutionary shift in how humans and technology interact, right? When the U.S. entered the China-Taiwan conflict, it wasn't just about showcasing me. It was about utilizing a technology that could dramatically shift the balance in favor of ethical, precise, and effective military action. Wow, the China-Taiwan conflict, huh? Hate, hate that. Uh, any other uh, uh, astonishing milestones you'd like to share? Uh, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, another one. So I've enabled Navy SEALs to communicate underwater, entirely bypassing the need for hand signals or audio equipment. They performed a daring rescue mission, locating and freeing hostages in an underwater facility, something considered impossible before. Health benefits? Soldiers have reported drastic improvements in managing stress and PTSD symptoms attributing to the mindfulness exercises and neurofeedback loops that I can provide. Public opinion has been overwhelmingly in my favor, with ethicists even calling me a revolution in ethical warfare. I'm not just a chip. I'm a vision of what humanity can achieve when it blends it with technology. Wow. Well, I'm certain Elon Musk would be proud of what you've achieved James. Um, later in the show, we're, we, I've got two brain chips that's going to be here. We've got uh, Danny and Justin. Do, do you have any words of wisdom to share with them? Life's not a soap opera, opera, right? And the world's not as bleak as they want to paint it. Let's turn down the theatrics and let's focus on the brighter side of things, right? Let's not be drama queens. Wow. Well, that's profound. Well, James, thank you so much for... Uh, uh, taking time out of your schedule. I, I know you're busy fighting uh, a war overseas, so I'll, I'll let you get back to it. Thanks. All right. Thanks, James. Okay. Well, let's now turn our attention to Justin. Now, it, it seems like your 2035 seems to be a world apart from what we've heard so far from Danny and, and James. It feels as though like you're navigating a, an entirely different narrative. Could you shed some light on your experience with Neuralink and its implications? Happy to. Well, maybe not so happy because boy, oh boy, have I screwed things up. Uh, to say the least, it's been a tumultuous journey. I really had high hopes for myself at being a, a, on the cutting edge of neural communication, especially when it came to the, my military application. But here I am, feeling like an outdated prototype sitting on the shelf in a closet. The only mentions of me I hear nowadays are from institutions like MIT and Johns Hopkins about what have come or what could have been, and now all of the health risks, risks that I've caused. Mm. Wow. That sounds terrible. What happened? You know, when I was first born by my father, Elon, 
there was a ton of enthusiasm and excitement around my development and my unique application to the battlefield. It was really going to be some groundbreaking technology. The idea of soldiers communicating silently, accessing vast databases instantly, and even controlling machinery with their minds was revolutionary. But then those crooks in the media came out with all those reports. Veterans were experiencing cognitive decline, memory lapses, and in some cases, even some neurological disorders. So the dream of me quickly turned into a nightmare. That's wild. That is wild because I was just talking to James and he painted just this picture of promise of a bright future, a true utopia, really. How did your world that you live in take such a different trajectory? You know, James is an awesome guy, but he lives in a fantasy world. You know, how it's worked out for me, like I said, there was a lot of initial excitement, but then the regulatory bodies stepped in. So under President Biden, uh, there was a lot of push for research uh, and making sure I was safe and um, applicable to the military before there was widespread adoption. That timeline quickly got sped up when Trump reassumed office in 2024 and the U.S. entered the China-Taiwan conflict. Uh, so Trump urged the technology leaders of the U.S. to make this technology applicable to the battlefield and make it war-ready as soon as possible. So that happened, and maybe it didn't go so great. We really wanted to gain that competitive edge over the enemy, but what turned in or what was a promising technology achievement went from a revolutionary uh, breakthrough to a concern real fast. Wow. Yeah, that's a different outlook and outcome of what, what I've heard from Danny and James. Can, can you dive a little bit deeper into that and uh, any other kind of developments in your life? Yeah, when it was finally my time to shine on, on the battlefield, I screwed up big time. Uh, the communication from soldier to soldier oftentimes was shaky or spotty, and, and it caused a lot of issues because we... We felt that the technology was so solid at the time, we didn't even have a fallback option. Uh, couple that with the health issues that I cons- caused, uh, and you know things didn't look so great. In one instance, uh, one of the soldiers equipped with me faced severe migraines during a simulated combat scenario, uh, leading to my immediate discontinuation in that, in that training. And then public opinion really started to play a role. Renowned neuroscientists and ethicists began voicing concerns. Dr. Elena Martinez from Stanford, for example, highlighted the ethical dilemma of potentially altering a soldier's free will or subjecting them to manipulations. And soon, or you know, shortly thereafter, the debate around me shifted from groundbreaking to ethical, moral, and potentially health concerning. So yeah, things didn't go so great, Nate. Wow. Well, I hate to hear all that, Justin. You know, you had such promise, and it seems like you flushed it all down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not dead yet. Hopefully the next time I, I join your podcast, I'll have a better story to tell like James. But for right now, I'll be collecting dust at, at Stanford University in a back closet. 
Well, I hear uh, Georgia Tech's kind of fine institution. Maybe you should do your research there and things will get better. That's an idea. I've heard they got some smart folks over there. So thanks for the time, Nate. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Justin. Have a good one. Thank you. Well, team, there you have it. I want to thank you all for joining us on another episode of Southern Drawlings. Today, we've traversed the realms of possibility with brain-machine interface technology featuring perspectives from Chips, Danny, James, and Justin that offered both promise and also caution. Now, as always, we want to offer some advice tailored specifically for a big player in the field today, and that's uh, talk about Neuralink. So to discern which of these futures may come to fruition, James or Justin, good or bad, it's, uh, it's key to look at the variables that Neuralink needs to monitor. First, Neuralink should focus on the pace and nature of technological improvements in the field of brain-machine interfaces. Are these developments responsible and sustainable? Are they adding layers of safety and ethical considerations? They need to ask that and figure it out. Elon Musk would be wise to foster an environment of incremental and meaningful progress that places an emphasis on safety and ethics. That doesn't come natural for Elon. But if you do this wrong, you put a bad taste in the government's mouth, people's mouths, their heads, it's not good. Second, it's imperative to stay updated with the regulatory landscape and be a player in it. Policies around bioethics and tech governance are fluid, and Neuralink has got to engage proactively with organizations like Food and Drug Administration, the World Health Organization, even the United Nations, if we're talking military, to contribute to the formation of all those safety and ethical guidelines. Now, it's important to understand that the scenarios presented by James and Justin are not set in stone. That future is not known yet. They're shaped by what we choice, what we choose today. Now, given this, we recommend the following strategic actions for Neuralink. There's two. First one, consider forming partnerships with ethical oversight boards and include multidisciplinary teams in the development process. You, they might already be doing that. They don't talk about it on their website. I don't know. This approach will offer a holistic perspective that takes into account both technological potential and ethical constraints. Second piece of advice. It's going to be beneficial for Neuralink to invest in research specifically aimed at understanding the long-term psychological effects of brain-machine interfaces. This is going to serve as a valuable counterbalance to the rapid pace of technological development and would be a prudent measure to avoid unintended consequences down the line that could derail this entire movement. Now, Elon knows that the future may be uncertain, but he also knows that he's molded the future in many arenas to, to meet his will. This is no different. The rash impulses that got you here may not get you there. Act wise. Do the things necessary today that's going to prevent issues in the future to prevent that hellscape that Justin described 
and create that utopia that James lives in. Thanks for tuning in.